Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the 20th Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today we're going to jump into the wonderfully wacky world of body modification. Some of the things that are more accepted and maybe not constituted under the the theme of body modification, others that are more readily so, and then the very extreme end of the body modification spectrum. So let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, I feel like this is going to be a fun topic because there are things that people don't consider to be body mods, but they are. Yeah. Yes. Technically, Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are, you know, because when someone hears the term body modification, they immediately think of people who have, you know, horns or, you know, they, their tongue is split in half or they've got gills. Yeah. Like just doing crazy <laughs> That's the things. next one. <laughs> I mean, there, I've seen pictures of fully people who have cut off the tips of their noses. So it's like very exposed. Um, how do you say that? Like the inner cavity of the nose? Like cartilage? well yeah the cartilage because you know how like the upper tip of the nose has none of that it's just kind of like skin right so yeah i i guess up to that point where the cartilage starts it's no nose they they do a lord voldemort is that what you're telling me yes yeah but even more sinister not like the little slits that he has but fully like here's a hole in Mm. my nose okay um i've seen people uh, the same individual had cut off his ears i wonder if that's like i don't know if they had uh some kind of compulsion to do that versus a stylistic thing i don't know that just seems a little odd you know what it may have been a little bit of both from what i understand they call him like the black alien because he's also tattooed his skin black okay like the irises or if that's the white part of the eye um also tattooed black which is, you know, quite a risky thing. I mean, it goes without saying, much less like having your nose and ears trimmed. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just the stuff that I wouldn't think is for me, but, you know, you do you, boo-boo. Yeah, I'm... Those are not my uh, go-tos, I guess, when I'm thinking... (laughs) body mods you know that's that's the extreme what did i there used to be a tv show i think on discovery channel that was like extreme body modifications that i watched as a kid Uh uh-huh that you know i can't remember what if that was the name of it or not but i do remember i remember vividly because i had nightmares after watching this oh sure yeah this guy who had been pierced so much with such big like um hoops that he hung from the ceiling Oh, body suspension. Yeah, they- I can't imagine that. Like, it gives uh-huh. me the heebie-jeebies. What's interesting about suspension, it's more of like, I, I guess, like a ritualistic, mystical, religious experience. It's not meant to be a permanent piercing because, like, as you know, those hooks are huge. Right. And, yeah, people put it through their chest most often. I, I think I've seen it through the face, like suspended by the cheeks. Don't quote me on that. But I won't. mostly through the chest and back from what I've seen, especially the back, right? And even it, maybe yeah, the, the legs. Back. 
Yeah, because there's like the most meat there, right? The mm-hmm. skin on your face is not the same as on the uh, on your neck or on your skull or much less the rest of your body, you know, the larger parts. But yeah, that's not meant to be a permanent piercing. So if someone had that intention, ooh, mama. It was so many years ago, so I don't remember it. But I just remember watching that as a, as a child and just... yeah. I don't know. It, it triggered my fight or flight response, I guess, seeing someone's skin stretched like that. It just made me worried for yeah. them. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, gosh, like I've seen so many videos of like, you, most commonly when I think of stretching is like the ears, right? Mm-hmm. The ear piercings. Mm-hmm. And I've seen lobes snap. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's the gauge in your ears to an extent. I think some of that stuff's really cool looking. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know for some cultures, the ears stretching, uh, the lower lip stretching and neck stretching are all, you know, very sacred to them, which Mm -hmm. that is not really what I was going. Like, I don't want to talk about that too much because I don't want to disservice anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I know at least here in the States, you know, you see a lot of gauges or you see a lot of... um, I've also started seeing people who have holes in the sides of their nose. Oh, like yeah. piercings or actual yeah. holes? Like uh, holes, like it's the piercing that's the hole and it's like a gauge for their nostrils. Oh, it's like stretched out like that. Yeah. Intentionally. Oh, wow. And it it's it's different, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> I I imagine most people don't go on the internet like, what are the ways in which I could stretch the various holes in my body? (laughs) I mean, there are some websites, I'm sure. (laughs) They intentionally put their ones, not the ones that you were born with, you know? Not to be, yeah, it's not that kind of podcast. But you know what I mean? Because, like, I, I see people, it's like, I've seen someone, like, they had their that area under their bottom lip between the chin pierced Mm -hmm. and they had stretched it so you could fully see the teeth and the gums like those are the kinds of things i'm talking about those kinds of um what i would it in my just opinion view of the world to be more of an extreme thing because it's like uh sensitivity like Mm -hmm. you know the the permanent nature of it like even if you were to remove it how much can it go back to its original form? I'd worry about drooling at that point. Or that too, yeah, sure. How do you eat without, like, how do you eat soup? Or, <laughs> or like, ramen? Same, same with the people with the nose, like, the holes in the side of their nostrils. How do you blow your nose? How do you sneeze? Girl. These are the questions I that keep me up at night. <laughs> yeah, very million-dollar questions. <laughs> If you have one of those piercings, let us know, because we want to know. Yeah, no judgment. I'm just curious as yeah, to how just that works. Know. <laughs> the the physics behind that, because I I guess I'm I only have a very simple septum piercing. Mm-hmm. Um I used to have a nose piercing on one side as well for a time. Mm-hmm. And winter was the worst because they would stick and unstick with the cold. Oh, no. Yeah, and sometimes, like, it's been years, and my septum's healed. I, I've since retired the nose piercing, but uh, if I blow my nose too much, like, with a cold or allergies, it starts to bleed, unfortunately. So oh. it, it can get irritated, but it's, like, 
I don't know, it just hangs out in my nose and it's there and I'm going to keep it there until I'm 80. Yeah, I I only have my ears pierced. I haven't anything else pierced, but I have my braces. Um, uh-huh. And I do, I would consider that a modification because it is modifying my teeth. Yeah. And, you know, eventually my whole mouth structure is going to move because I have an mm-hmm. overbite. But... I remember when I first got him on, and the very first question people asked is why. Mm, like, tell me more about that. So I, I remember telling my coworkers that I was going to get braces, and mind you, late 20s. And mm-hmm. they asked, well, why? does it? Do you have troubles eating or anything? And I said, well, no, it's just they're super crooked, and I've always wanted to have straight teeth. And mm-hmm. we couldn't afford it when I was a kid because it's expensive as hell. Yeah. But – you know, so I was going to do it for myself, do something nice for myself. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, th- my, uh, my coworkers weren't the only ones to ask me that. It seems like maybe there was just like an age gap there where family, uh, and family friends who were older, when they found out, just asked why. And if there's issues with my teeth in the sense of physical issues yeah. beyond just, you know, the crowding and whatever. Mm-hmm. But everyone closer to our age was like, oh, cool, nice, like, congrats or whatever. <laughs> That's that's really interesting, and I'm wondering, like, also, if you were to get braces when you were younger, would it be simply understood it's more of an aesthetic thing rather than I'm having difficulty eating or, you know, more like a physical thing rather than the aesthetic piece? I don't, I don't know, because, I mean, it seemed like braces were a part of growing up almost everyone i knew in school had them and again the only reason i didn't is just because they're expensive yeah and so everyone just it was like almost an understood where Mm -hmm. you would reach age 13 or 14 and just have braces yeah uh i didn't see them as i it was more of like a preventative i feel like Mm -hmm. so that their kids wouldn't be worried about it growing up but i don't know i never really heard it being explained or being um reasoned to have them done as a kid so that you mm-hmm. could eat better later i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah um it, you know what it's like having your wisdom teeth removed at a later time in life mm. I had a teacher in high school, um, middle-aged gentleman, like 40 years old. Mm-hmm. He had a tooth extracted. It was like a adult tooth that never quite grew in. Mm-hmm. And he bit into like a really soft sandwich, like a tuna sandwich, and fractured the jaw. Oh, So he my needed God. his jaw wired shut, which was so interesting to me. You know, it's like if if he had gotten that earlier in life, would that have happened? Yeah, I I got my wisdom teeth removed back when I was 21, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, because all four of mine were impacted. And mm-hmm. the two on the bottom were actually growing along my jawline. Same. And so I, it got <laughs> to the point where, you know, the dentist told me for years, you're going to have to have them removed, you're going to have to have them removed. And I just kept yeah. putting it off because I don't like mouth surgeries. Sure. I, I imagine most people don't. <laughs> right. No one goes to the dentist and goes, put a needle in my mouth. Like, Yeah. Let me hear that drilly drill. <laughs> so, but it got to the point where I was having migraines basically every day because it hurt so bad. Oh, and yikes. Look, pressing on the nerve. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, it was wow. just, it was awful. And so I had to go in and originally they were like, you can go full under or we can just put you on some laughing gas, but full under cost like $300 more or something. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. I, I'm sure I can just do laughing gas. I don't know what this motherfucker hit, but I think he hit one of the nerves the teeth were on while he was first injecting numbing gel. Uh-huh. And I almost screamed. It hurt so bad. Mm, nope. I was like, no, we're done. We're done. Mm-mm. We're going to reschedule this and I'm going under. I'm going to go nap nap time. And that's it. That's the only way this is getting done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's intense because it's like if there's jerking, if there's like jerking of your face around, you know, uh, the crunching. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't, I don't know what your experience was after the fact, but uh, they showed me one of my teeth. I had all four and one of them had cracked in half during the extraction. Oh, wow. But they didn't go ahead. Oh, I got to use them for uh, bring them in for extra credit because I was taking anatomy that year. Lucky, I wanted my teeth and they wouldn't let me have them. And uh-huh. I know one of them, though, I think one of the bottom ones because it was so impacted that it, it shattered. Yeah, like they had to take oh, it I out it. piece by piece. It's like, oh, oh, okay, but no, that was that was awful. Yeah, see, get on my uh, level. I'm a business lady through and through. <laughs> I <laughs> know what I'm credit. <laughs> You're Right, yeah. You want my my tusks, my teeths? Oh, okay. Teefies? I have teefies. Little teefies. <laughs> <laughs> show me coin, I show you my teefs. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that you bring up braces and, you know, like any dental procedures. Mm-hmm. Um uh, for the sake of a few things, like the accessibility of it, right? Mm-hmm. If it can be afforded, then you go through it. Most people do, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also seen as, uh, on the same note, uh, something that pretty much everyone will go through and yeah. not as readily considered to be a body modification. Now, can you think of any other things in your experience that are technically a body mod, but aren't seen as such or readily so? I think the one thing, because there's a couple, because I can go like more of an extreme route, like surgery route, and then I can go Mm. like everyday route. Um, So like both. I'm curious. (laughs) Like the extreme route, I had a friend, a really good friend in college who had um, a curvy spine. What is it called? Uh, Scoliosis. Scoliosis. She Uh had it. Like, not quite. I, I think it actually was made almost a 90-degree angle scoliosis. Oh, wow. And so she went in and got um, pins made, like, put in her back. And so her mm-hmm. her spine was straightened. This woman was shorter than me. She had the surgery. She's two inches taller than me. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's all it took. <laughs> but, you know, technically, if you want to call it what it what it would be is a body modification granted that was also for her health because for scoliosis it it has degenerative effects that if you don't get it fixed it could lead to long-term suffering yeah but you know for some people who might not have it to that extreme but still might Mm -hmm. go in for surgery or whatever i feel like that could be seen as a body modification Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but then some other ones like Every girl's favorite after a heartbreak is hair dye. 
<laughs> All of us have found ourselves crying on the bathroom floor at 3 a.m. with blue dye on our hands. Let's be real. <laughs> and scissors on the counter after we've cut our own bangs. Like, it's fine. Oh, we don't talk about the bang cutting. <laughs> but I, I feel like you could still consider that a modification because you are. You're modifying your look. Yeah, yeah. Can you think of any that people might consider quote-unquote body modifications? Uh, definitely anything to do with body hair. Um, certainly the hair on Ooh. your head, through hairstyles, through colors, but also just like on your body in general, right? Um, and now there is a kind of more wider acceptance of women once again having body hair, and I know it's empowering and like a reclamation for many mm-hmm. to, you know, grow it out. And I think that's great, whether you want it, whether you don't shave on occasion, like, either way, God bless, you're beautiful how you are. Um, Amen. Yeah, because sometimes it's annoying. One, the razor burn. Oof. It's just like, if, you know, if if genetically, you're predisposed to just like, coarser, thicker hair, Mm -hmm. um, quicker growing hair, very visible hair, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe even if you have less visible hair, like the the spectrum is all there, right? And colors and uh, textures. But uh, yeah, some people can get away with it, others not so. And it's like, it blows my mind when kids younger and younger, especially girls, right? Are Mm -hmm. like, I want to shave my legs or underarms or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now if there's anyone who's listening that's younger. Hopefully not, because we cuss a lot. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's not worth it. You don't want to start shaving. It's so stupid. It takes forever. It really does. And it's it's an absolute nuisance, in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I love the shaving commercials where you have this lady shaving her already hairless leg. Girl, do not get me started. That is some bullshit yeah it's like the the face wash commercials where they splash all the water oh my god or yeah or you know another shit commercial our pad commercials when they pour that blue soap basically on it and you're Uh, like that shows me nothing i (laughs) i'll do you one better what i love are those uh like the fragile masculinity (laughs) smell it in the air like I saw this, it was like a body wash or something. It was like, you're a man, so you should smell like a man. Here's a shampoo oh. or body wash for man. Uh, for man. For I man. am man. I am man. man. Yeah, smell like motor oil. <laughs> you're dipped in a tub of shit, motor oil, and sawdust. Yes, man. I feel um, like that's a whole other episode is unnecessarily gendered items. Yeah, in a darker color. The men, like yeah. the men edition, always in a darker color. Have you it's noticed? It's the same fucking product, and yeah. that's where the pink tax comes into play. Because anything that's yes. pink is costs more, even though it is literally the exact same shit. Hot garbage. Yeah. Um, I I don't understand that. Uh, it pisses me off. But also, like our products are nicer. They smell better. They make your skin feel better. Your hair feel better. How do you not want to walk around smelling like a berry and lotus flower? Uh, right? Or vanilla and cinnamon? Love it. Right? But. I, but. <laughs> body mod. <laughs> Could you consider possibly like perfumes and stuff as a body modification? Or is that more of like maybe just an aesthetic kind of thing? I would consider it a, an aesthetic because I know like some people uh, cater their perfumes to like seasons and this and that. Oh, that's too much work, honey. 
I, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I have eight that I'm trying to use up for the last 10 years, and they're going to be with me until I die. Do you remember when we went to the mall back in our undergrad town, and I got that pink from Victoria's Secret, the wild I whatever? I still have that, and I still use that. <laughs> Girl, because there was a sale going on. That's That's how I remember that. <laughs> You got two nice bras that day. I did. I did. I don't know where those are anymore because I don't think I wear them. <laughs> lost to the void. Lost to the void of moving. Jail is lost to I the have. void. Yeah. And I will also say one thing that's kind of on the, also the more extreme thing, but uh, maybe like more accepted. Mm-hmm. Like when, remember when so many uh, famous people, actresses more often than not, would deny getting rhinoplasty, right? Like nose jobs. And oh, they would yeah. often use the uh, term deviated septum. Oh, she has a deviated septum. She can't breathe. But then they, they walked in with one nose and left with a completely different nose. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like, who cares, you know, if whether it's, you know, truly because you did have some issue breathing or because you just wanted a different nose. That's fine, but come on now don't don't bullshit a bullshitting public you know (laughs) that's exactly what it is i hate when people lie about shit like this is one of the reasons i love dolly parton is that she has spent loads of money on herself and she owns it yanked and pumped she is i love her she has the most beautiful soul i've ever seen in my entire goddamn life but Yeah, yeah that's one of her biggest points that she always makes is she's like no yeah. if you want to get a news nose job if you want to get a boob job if you want to get botox fine but tell people that's what you did because otherwise you're selling a lie yeah the people that are like i just did a crunch and got these enormous boobs like no Ugh. that's not <laughs> how it works and also boobs um it less like i feel like breast enlargement may still kind of be taboo little yes little no but Mm. the less discussed is the breast reduction and yeah people are like why would you want to do that well because i know i i do not belong to the committee the big titty committee i belong to the itty bitty titty committee but (laughs) i'm in solidarity solidarity either way like the number of complaints i've heard from my larger chested sisters is like the back problems, right? Oh, like God, not yeah. finding a bra that is comfortable yet supportive and mm-hmm. bonus if it's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's I I have a couple of people in my life throughout my life that have had um, large blessings. We'll just say, <laughs> and <laughs> I like that. I know at least one of them did have a reduction, and mm. it was because of of their pains, of their back pains. It was where. You know, they couldn't move freely in the day because they were hurting. They were always taking pain relievers, you know? Oh, wow. Um, I don't I don't think people understand just how much them honkers can weigh, okay? And it's mm-hmm. – you can, you can literally become top-heavy. That is a thing that you can become. Yeah, gravity. And it hurts. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm also, I'm not in the large titty committee, but I'm also not quite in the itty bitty titty committee anymore. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm a very lucky person to be in the middle. <laughs> a balanced titty. <laughs> I've got balanced yitties. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, I, uh, it's a mess. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause 
yeah, you know, now I think the topic of body modification has just become this circus um, Mm. where you take bits and pieces of features from various cultures, backgrounds to create this, I don't know, like literally a creation right of what that is especially i think it's much harder and worse for uh women and uh women you know identifying individuals Mm. uh to look a certain way where big boobs big butt but little uh waist like the slim thick i believe is what it's called but big lips can we just say really quick that slim thick is the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard in my goddamn life agreed like, this is why I, I think it's in the last couple of years that Brazilian butt lifts have actually been more popular than boob jobs. And they're very dangerous from what so I understand. Da- well, anything you're doing really is dangerous that you're adding to your body. True. You know, you're true. putting in – because a lot of – there's men who do this too when they put in silicone for muscles. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, they have fake biceps or triceps or whatever they put in – these silicone fillers so that they can yeah. look big and muscly and women mm-hmm. do the same things so that they look like they're curvy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you do understand that those can deteriorate over time if you don't do it correctly. Yeah. Or like, what are you actually putting into the body? Cause sometimes, you know, people will go uh, to certain countries for certain procedures. Mm-hmm. Like I, most often I've heard of Korea, Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, Thailand, yeah. And like, goodness, you don't know the how sterile things are, like where the components are sourced from, what they're putting into your body and how your body's going to react to that. Right. Infections, like necrosis. Um, I don't know if you've ever Googled that. I don't want to. It, I don't want like, to. Like just by the word, I'm sure you have some vivid imagery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not pretty. No, there's... um. There's a certain line that I have to draw in the sand <laughs> with some things like I can't I can't talk about uh if it doesn't have to do with just blood basically mm. I can't quite handle it. I'm not very good at it. Like <laughs> I I mean that's understandable. It's like I know these fluids exist within me but I don't want to see oh, or hear them, mm-mm. you know, exiting out the body or or disgusting conversation. But but you're you're correct where, you know, I feel like the the term of body modification just automatically equals extreme changes. Mm-hmm. But it's not. And I feel like maybe if people started to understand that it's not, maybe we could stop so much of the stigma against those yeah. who do go through it. Because it's <clears throat> it's nothing against you as a person. No. If you want to go through this, it doesn't mean you're any less or any more than another person. Mm-hmm. But there is – people still look at someone and go, oh, well, she got that done or he got that done. And it's like, okay, and? Yeah, none of your business. Thank you. Moving on. Right. It's not your money. It's not your business. You know, clearly it's – stop. Stop being just a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to get things sucked, tucked, pumped, cut off, I don't care. Like, for me, the only concern comes in whether – it's a modification to enhance something or mm-hmm. reduce something in some people's cases, if that's what they wish. Or is it mutilation? Like, what is the true mm. reason for it? Because we know there's, um, within the DSM, there are various uh, uh, mental disorders, such as body dysmorphia, right? 
<laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's, uh, as you say, people hooked on the look of just one surgery after another. Like, they're barely uh, waking up from one surgery and already planning the next one. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> when you look at how it started and how it how it's going, you're like, oh, my goodness, this isn't even the same person anymore. Yeah, it's you kind of wonder how much body modification is because of self pressures versus Mm -hmm. wanting it. Cause like to me, someone like another example of body mods that we haven't talked about yet are tattoos. Mm -hmm. And I feel like tattoos were super taboo and they've in the last, what, 20 years or so have really, or actually maybe the last 40 years or so since the eighties have come to fruition of just being accepted. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone Mm -hmm. has them you know, we're to the point where even our military allows them in so, in some cases to some extent. Mm-hmm. So it's like people get them for so many various reason, reasons. Yeah. And to me, that's living artwork. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's weird because I just, I believe like a, when I see someone with a tattoo, I can almost, and this is my own bias, accept that more than if I know mm-hmm. someone who went and got like a boob job, not a reduction, but an increase. Yeah, yeah. Because I just I don't understand it in the sense of that's art versus you're changing your body. And I know I have braces, so again I'm like drawing lines so many different ways. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's like you said, there's some that have to come with this dysmorphia or. Or not being able to love and accept yourself how it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. compared to an aesthetic. So like a piercing or a tattoo or hair or what have you. Yeah, yeah. And and that's certainly very interesting. You know, now you have like people at younger and younger ages wanting to go in for plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so troubling. And if like, you know, those parents actually agreed to it. I don't know if if that would constitute abuse. Is that like loaded of me to say? Um, but it's like you know lessons in appreciating yourself uh, as you are, and certainly having the autonomy to make these decisions. But maybe not up till a certain age. I don't know because mm. I know also people can just be very cruel, and you know that kind mm-hmm. of increases the pressure of wanting to have certain things done. Yeah, and. Yeah, I I agree with tattoos. I have several large tattoos myself. Um, It's interesting because the response has been mostly positive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for the most unexpected sources, like an 80-year-old woman (laughs) at an Aldi, God bless. um, Love it. Yeah, complimenting me on my tattoos and things like that. And um, only one angry older gentleman at a Panera Bread screaming ugly. Oh, Rude. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> it was funny, like it, more than anything, because out of nowhere, just ugly in the background. <laughs> Excuse like, me, sir. Sir. No. Yeah, sir. No, ma'am, sit down. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And like, I don't know, you know, they make a statement like you own your body in a certain respect. I don't know. Tattoos like beyond just if, if you want to get like a Pepsi tattoo, like a logo tattoo because you like Pepsi. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, maybe certain tattoos poorly executed. 
there's a vision in mind, but poorly executed, and the skill level doesn't quite match. Yeah. Uh, not sanitary conditions, that's concerning. Yeah. So, you know, go do your research, go someplace good, <laughs> pay the money, I promise it'll be worth it. All I could think of, all I could think of when you said that, you know, you have the money, but maybe not someone with the experience is that person who tried to repaint the picture of Christ. Okay, so (laughs) that was a woman. um, And I think it was like some local lady. So it wasn't some. Yeah. And I yeah, I, I think she's like an artist herself, but just like. Sis, you should not have touched that. I know, she shouldn't have, but what it became is kind of iconic, and I kind of appreciate it in its own way. (laughs) It's like derpy Jesus. I know, but I like it. (laughs) I would pray to him. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Or like, what was it? There was like a, I'm sure there was a website where you could just find like poorly executed tattoos. Or just, like, those really silly ones, you know, that aren't uh, badly done, but just really silly or outrageous in some way. Yeah. I. So here's a question I have for you, because do you believe that not so much what the art is, but where it's at? Do you see that, like, there's a limit to where you should uh, put them? I, yeah. You know what? Like, if you're just starting to get tattoos, I would recommend, like... Maybe don't go on the face, like neck and above, uh, wrists and below, especially if you have all this unused canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like it, it's still your body, and you'll ultimately decide what to do. But you know, there is still unfortunately a taboo and stigma. Especially, I think uh, certain tattoos in certain places more than others, mm-hmm. as opposed to if it's like on your foot, your ankle, um, your you know upper arm, just at the shoulder there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even the ribs, uh, where if someone saw that, they would uh, are less likely to think less of you. Not that anyone's opinion matters, right? But like job prospects i hate Mm -hmm. to say that you know there are the people that are like well i don't care and i think that's the attitude to have that's great Mm -hmm. but you know it's just a really sad reality right like because what i was thinking was people who get tattoos on their eyes or put ink in their eyes kind of thing oh yeah that or ouch i love watching uh on youtube I can't remember what the show is called exactly, but it's basically tattoo artists sitting down and talking about their wildest stories. Uh, inked, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> one of them said a woman came in and wanted a butterfly tattooed on her drapes. Oh. And I I was going, what? Why? How? Ha- <laughs> Like, I just, it, it, that sounds painful. Yeah. She's going to be so mad at you after you get that done. Like, I don't know how, if that would be safe for that kind of skin. Because it's a very. Yeah. Does she know how many nerve endings there are there? Maybe that's why she went and did it. I don't know. (laughs) I, like, I've heard of piercings down there, right? Right. But 
yeah, very rarely do you see tattoos on the Jennies. On the Jennies. I mean, hey, there was once this video. Do you know uh, Willem, the drag queen Willem from Drag Race? No. He has this show, Beatdown. Okay. Uh, and he just kind of roasts videos on the internet, right? And one of them was this young lady, early 20s, I believe, getting her butthole tattooed a second time. A second? Okay. Yeah. Was it a cover-up? No. It was someone's name. No, honey, yes. no. Seaway. No. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like a name is better than some of the other shit you could have tattooed there. <laughs> is it, though? Listen, I've seen... Um, like, is a rose by any other name just as sweet as a butthole tattooed with a name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a question for you. I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> I can't believe I asked that, but I can't. Like, I absolutely can. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> when it, when yeah, shut comes, up. <laughs> when it comes to us, it's like stuff just comes out, and then you sit there and go, "I'm so glad I told you that," because if I told anyone else, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But buttholes. Um, yay, buttholes. Um, let's go back to, like, our original body modifications. <laughs> yeah, we have to back it up a long ways. Oh, beep, beep, beep. But not back that ass up. Oh. Hey. hey. Unless it's got my name on it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Do you need your inhaler? I might, um... <laughs> So we're okay. We we've talked about quite a bit of it here, because I, I guess maybe what I'm thinking of is, what do you think might become the next most widely ex- like a uh, acceptable form mm-hmm. of body modification? Oh man, like. <laughs> Honestly, because it, it's interesting, it's certainly more women than men, right? But mm. now it's many men hopping on the bandwagon of body modification, particularly in the area of surgery. Uh-huh. Um, it's like the ever-evolving view of what a perfect man or woman looks like. Yeah. You know, like I was saying a little bit earlier, like women nowadays are like the the slim thick body the big lips you know like thick eyebrows long hair long eyelashes um you know acts feminine that like um things like that Mm. uh and i i feel like for women it's always just gonna be slightly out of reach oh absolutely um you know like how uh women in renaissance paintings like these beautiful plump voluptuous ladies uh to like the uh more i believe they call it like waif in english w-a-i-f yeah body slender body type of like the 20s or uh the 60s you know with the mod yeah uh, style and 
yeah, it's, it's just always changing. So I assume that that will continue to be a trend of like the fillers, particularly, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the smaller things like extensions, whether it's your lashes, whether it's your hair, uh, for men, I don't know, like, honestly, I, I'm curious to know where that will go. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell you what men are currently getting. Like, is it liposuction? Is it, you know, I don't know. Because I feel like there's there's a distinction for mo- body modifications where, to me, the acceptable modification for anyone is you did mm-hmm. it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You didn't do it because you were pressured to do it by someone else. You didn't do it mm-hmm. because you felt like you had to. Yeah. You did it because you sat down and said, this is going to make me happy for me. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, I feel like a lot of these modifications are just, you know, trying to keep people young or young looking for the most extended period of time. And listen, age is going to destroy you. Like, you might as well just let it do it at its own pace. <laughs> right. And, you know, do your preventative, you know, your skincare or whatever. Like, keeping yourself healthy. Yeah. But, like... And like just let aging, it go. <laughs> right. And aging is not a blessing given to many people. Yeah. I I think people forget about that. Yeah. It's so you know, it's the people who maybe don't have chronic illnesses or or cancers in their family or something to that extent. Like yeah. anything can take you out over time or suddenly. So mm-hmm. stop using so much of that time that you have worrying about what you look like yeah yeah and and it's like i understand the want to look uh nice and presentable and you know feel comfortable in your own skin and clothes and things like that but when it the external validation outweighs that and you Mm -hmm. know is dictated by what everyone else is doing it's it's really sad because i've talk to so many people, you know, older people who looking back, they're like, I looked beautiful then. And I spent so much time just ripping into myself and, you know, worrying about how I look and telling myself how ugly I am Mm -hmm. when, you know, that was the prime, if you will. And, you know, they're still beautiful now, but it's just in a different way. Right. No. And I feel that it has to start with adults. Because kids Mm -hmm. need role models. Yeah. Like, if kids see adults accepting themselves or doing things for themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, loving themselves, then I feel like you wouldn't have all the issues we have today of maybe bullying or or to such the extreme that the suicide rates of teens are exponential in America. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is just this pressure that they have to fit into this idea of what is expected of them. Yeah. Whereas, you know, having a mom or an aunt or whoever just out there living their best life and loving their best life, mm-hmm. not doing all this other bullshit, or if yeah. they do say, I did it because it makes me happy, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that. That's where it needs to start. It needs to start with us, and it needs to start with our parents and our grandparents. We're the generation that needs to turn around and tell the younger ones, 
it's okay. And then lead by example. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone has lumps, bumps, and other things. And, um, you know, the things that you do feel make you different also make you, I would say, even very unique and beautiful in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, what is conventional beauty or, you know, any of that? And also, who's conventional beauty? Who made these standards? Girl. Girl. I know it's a whole other topic, but... Yeah. Like... Guys and girls, love your big noses, love your curly hair, love your freckles, love mm-hmm. your teeth. And again, I'm getting braces, but I, I still love my teeth. If I wasn't able to have braces, it would still be fine. Yeah. But, you know, if if there is something that you want to change, change it. You don't have to explain that to anybody. Mm. Hmm. You know, just, God, I just want people to be happy. Is that so much to ask? <sighs> I... <laughs> In my heart of hearts, I'm like, no, it's not. But in today's society, just saturated with how you're supposed to look like, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. the answer is a big, fat, resounding yes. See, and it's like dad bods became a thing, right? Yeah, but mom bods, no. Right, mom bods didn't. But now, now everyone wants MILFs. But they have to be sexy MILFs. It's like, excuse me. Yeah, can never win. Can never win. I'm like, oh, well, people want moms now. No, they want the hot mom that's like in porn. They want Stacy's mom. Yeah, they don't want legit mom, okay? That's stupid. You want legit dad, but not legit mom. Fuck y'all. And that's that on that. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm trying to make sure we wrapped up all of our topics because it was a good... You know, leave leave a comment if we left something off or, so, or if you want yeah, us to continue. I, there's just like an endless uh, number of ways that you could take the conversation, mm-hmm. uh, be it surgeries, tattoos, piercings, and everything betwixt. But we tried our best. We can always revisit it and tie in anime if that's what y'all wish. <laughs> I just think that your your takeaway with a topic of body modification is to stop treating it like it's a bad word and really think about what that means. You know, if you're just modifying your body, then there's, there's, you do that every day in some instances or every couple weeks when you get your hair done or your nails done. So stop acting like every time someone does something to change themselves is like, I feel like another kind of bit here is, oh, you don't love yourself enough. No, no, bitch. Yeah. I do. And that's why I'm doing it. That's why I like the body neutrality as opposed to body positivity. Ooh. Yes. Fucking body positivity can be so toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Toxic positivity, body positivity. It, it, for me, it goes hand in hand. Be grateful for all the amazing things your body does every day without you having to think about it. Mm-hmm. And all the just kind of like bonus features that you can put on your body through accessories and, you know, styling and things like that, working out, yeah. right? Because that's also not talked about if you want to be really swole, that's body mod. Yeah. Um, and it can be extreme if you want it to be. But in any case, yeah, your body is an amazing machine. Sometimes machines break down, but take care of it. Love it. You know, be grateful for the leggies that get you going each morning, the hands that... Pour that coffee, the good good. Or tea. Or tea, yeah. And 
and so on and so forth. You know, fill in the blanks for yourself. Find one thing in the mirror and one part in the mirror, not the yes. mirror itself. And yes. <laughs> really thank it. Find a really awesome thing. Like, thank you, Legs, for taking me up the stairs each morning. Mm-hmm. Also, understand that you don't have to be beautiful or handsome or exquisite to still be a person. Yeah, I don't even know what person. that means. Like, yeah. to still be a person. You're still worthy of love and affection and and care and friendship and safety. Yeah, yeah. Like... Uh- I'm going to make some cheese here, but, like, the only thing that really matters is on the inside. Yeah, make sure them organs work, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, I have a skeleton in my body. I don't know if you know this. Listen, we are all stardust wrapped in meat suits hurtling through space. (laughs) Nobody cares. like, skeletons in a race, like. (laughs) Race to the end. Or just, like, the muscle, yeah. It's a mad dash, girl. Oh my god. Well, if you have no more final remarks, S, I think we can take it away. Yes. Wrap it up. All right. Wrap this baby up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. (laughs) If you've enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, share it to a friend, send it out to the universe that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all of your support and everything that you do. Until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone. Bye.